Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Lori, and today we are going to break down aspects of social media that we think are helpful to resellers or online business owners. We are going to give you an inside look on how we use social media, why we use certain platforms over others, and how we stay organized with our content while trying to grow our business. We also have a free social media calendar, compliments of Miss Daniela. She designed a beautiful calendar that we are offering to all of you. So stay tuned to the end of the episode so you can learn how to get yours today. This episode is going to be filled with lots of statistics, in-depth analysis of platforms, and helpful tips on how social media can help you grow your business just by learning the ins and outs of specific platforms. We really hope you enjoy it, everyone. Hey, Daniela. Happy Saturday. I know. Beautiful Saturday today. So beautiful. Cheers. A welcome change. Drinking my white claw. I just have like pomegranate Schweppes. Well, I mean, that's that's good too. This is Ruby Seltzer. This is Ruby Grapefruit. I mean, this is spiked hard seltzer. So, you know, it's basically the same thing. Maybe I'll text my son and have him bring me a white claw. He went to the package store for the first time. Oh, and I just said package store, and I'm I know realizing. people are not, not going to know what that is. <laughs> that is so funny. Yes, he went to the liquor store for the first time. For anybody who doesn't live in Boston or Rhode Island, <laughs> um, yeah. So nice. Well, enjoy that, Daniela. Thanks. How All was right, guys. Week? You were back to the office this I week. I was. Yeah, I was. I was back in full time this week. It was. Um, it wasn't hard to go back to the office necessarily. I just think a lot of us are more on edge because um, the virus is spreading a lot more around here. And, you know, it's just, there's not many of us left in the office. Majority of the staff is working from home, but um, there's a, you know, a good group of us that have to stay in the office given our mm-hmm. roles. So I just think, you know, we're all being safe and we're wearing gloves and masks and everything, but you just get a little uneasy just being around people in general, even going to the store, right? Going to the supermarket, um you just sure and you were home for a little bit recovering right so I mean that's always a tricky transition back anyways when you've gotten to a rhythm at home yep so I mean it was okay I did not work long hours which was nice um I was home by you know 6 6 30 most nights so that was very very nice Uh, I've got to balance that out a little bit better and I made that a priority for this week and going forward because it's just not good for my mental health you know Mm -hmm. so but other than that this week was pretty good. I, I, um, did a crazy thing, which I'm going to make a YouTube video about. Um, I, and I I guess I'll say it here because why not? Um, you, everyone who's listening will get a little insider sneak peek. I took all my inventory back from the real real that was marked 50% off or higher. Oh, is that what those boxes were uh-huh. that you had showed me the picture of? I thought you had done like, I thought you had done some like huge Nordstrom rack oh, order or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> you think I really did. <laughs> I thought you did like a wholesale order. I was like, oh, good, Daniela. No, no. That's all of my inventory from um, the real real that was 50% off or higher. So I had a total of 25 boxes come to me. I had, I had six more boxes come today. And, um, so I already recorded the YouTube video and I kind of have to go, I'm not going to go back, but, um, I think I said that I had 15. I had, yeah, I had more than that. 
Oh, so, wow. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, but just I just do another video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I have, I have good reasoning behind it. So, but I feel good having the inventory and it, it feels like I thrifted, you know, it feels like I went on this big thrifting shopping spree. Um, when really it's just stuff that I already had. So that, that was exciting for me. So there are things that had just been there like mm -hmm. too long. So they were starting to get marked down Yes. So and you decided down. to take them back. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. So I'm, I, it wasn't worth it for me to keep them on there at 50. And is there a fee for them to ship it back? So I did not pay a fee. No, it was free of charge. Well, that's really good. That's it was good. free of charge. Yeah. I'm sure those are questions people will have. Yes, I incorporate some of that in the video. So you guys will have to watch that, that new YouTube video that comes out on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Don't forget. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. How's that going? Um, pretty good. I mean, I haven't, honestly, I haven't looked at YouTube in probably four days. So I have no idea what like my subscriber count is or anything like that. But someone gave me a thumbs down on my first video. Oh, see, that uh, makes you an official YouTuber when you get your first thumbs down. First, Don't be sad. Now, oh, no, I'm not sad. I'm more angry. Like, why didn't you leave me a comment and tell me what I did wrong? I want you to tell me what I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, because I think most people who give you a thumbs down are not there for constructive criticism. They're just, they're just you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think the, thumb, the thumbs downer people are, are not there to help. You know what I mean? I, I, because I feel like I, I've watched plenty of videos that I do not enjoy and I do not thumbs down. I just click off. You right. know what I mean? I mean, right. unless somebody's like completely offensive, which I don't know that I've ever come across that. So right. yeah, there's, there are just those people in the world. I have 69 subscribers. I just checked. Oh, good. I'm almost at the hundred mark. <laughs> that's really good. That's yeah, a, that's yeah. a good, good start, hon. Yeah. So about you, Lori, I know it was a tough week for you and your family this week, learning that there are going to be school closures until the end of the year. That's basically across the board here in Rhode Island, Mass. Um, I'm sure other yeah. neighboring states are doing the same thing. How's yeah. everyone dealing she's, with it? She's doing fine. I mean, you know, as good as can be expected. Yeah, we. I had a really, really sad day. I think it was Tuesday when the governor came out. And honestly, we all knew it was coming. And yeah. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. But um yeah, Angie's a senior, as many of you know, and we were just kind of holding out and I, I kept like making all these deals like, oh God, just give her like three days, just let her go back, say goodbye to her friends, like have some moment, like let them be able to go back like June 1st to June 5th and then graduate, like just something like I kept bargaining with myself and I kind of knew it was never going to happen. And then it was official and she was in the fetal position in her room for a while and sobbing and it just, your heart breaks when you can't help your kids, you know? And, and then, then you just pick yourself up and you move forward and you look at the positive and it just so happened that uh, we have a private Facebook page for the parents of seniors in our district. And we had already started a GoFundMe page for the kids um, to just have a budget so we can try to do something creative outside of the district. Our district is very much in the box and we've all experienced that for many years. So we're trying to be creative. So we had already ordered a uh, lawn ornament, like um, signs that say the school district 2020 senior that mm -hmm. we, you know, put in all the, and they came in the day the governor made the announcement. So there are 210 people in their graduating class and there were like 10 to 20 parents and we each took X amount and we did deliveries at night and like stuck them in the lawns and it was like the happiest I had been that I could just do something. So yeah. all the kids woke up and they had their sign and now everybody's sharing pictures of their senior in front of the sign with the school that they're going to school. So 
it's just a little something to try to brighten their day. And now we're trying to think of now the whole wave of what we're doing for graduation has come up. So yeah, that's, that's a whole other thing though. we have to tackle. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a lot of creative thinking going on in the world right now. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So, you know, but um, I guess that brings me to one thing, which is, you know, I feel like I have five adults in my house, basically, um, or five people over five feet, six inches. <laughs> living here and um yeah so I I feel like I'm being kind of surrounded by this new schedule like everybody else's but now it's pretty permanent like everyone's probably going to be here through September or August so yeah so I think as far as the podcast goes I am going to start um broadcasting every other week um so just to give myself a little bit more time with my family and um, Danielle is going to take good care of everyone and mm-hmm. we'll keep moving things forward. And if Daniela happens to take a week off, we'll let everybody know. And, you know, but we are going to keep, keep on keeping on, but I, I'm just going to take that, just that little bit of a breather for a few weeks and see how that goes. Yeah. So um, uh, I think the next, you know, what we want Lori to obviously spend time with her family and be there for them. And that's important to me as well. You know, I don't, I never want this to become a burden for her or, you know, have her have to make time for me and then squeeze in other time for her family. Her family obviously comes first. And uh, so I think my plan for those off weeks where I'm going to be hosting the podcast alone, I'm going to create a mini series. I don't exactly know what yet, but I will come up with something and I'll let you guys know what that will be, but that will start next week. Yeah. And I mean, Daniela writes so many of the scripts and she's so good and she was super understanding. So thank you, Daniela. And, you know, hopefully it will just be just that little bit of a break that I need to kind of um, give 110% like you do, you know, yeah, that's important. And I get it. Yeah. And so anyway, enough about that stuff. Let's get (laughs) into our topic today. Yes. Social media. So the first thing we're going to talk about is how much do Lori and I really know about social media and the platforms and how comfortable are we with these platforms? What do the statistics look like out there? And just kind of let you guys know about that. And just a disclaimer before we get started, there are some stats in here. They all came from HubSpot and Hootsuite. So those are two big CRM tools that are out there that you can, if you um, have a larger business, sometimes people like to have scheduling applications like a HubSpot or a Hootsuite where you can schedule your posts for social media and put them out that way. So those are two really great resources out there. They have lots of free tutorials and articles and research. So two good sources. Um, so anyway, Lori, how, do you, how comfortable are you with social media do you think you use it to its full capacity? Kind of give a breakdown of that. Um, I, I, I'm fam- like all the things that we're talking about today, I have my hands in all of them. However, I, my comfort level is, I, I like, for example, if you take Instagram, I'm super comfortable with Instagram, but do I use it to its full capacity? Definitely not. I, I think I am a vibe feeling emotional person when it comes to social media. Like if I have the urge to post something I post. And if I want to add to my story, I will. I feel like I've been much more in tune with it all since I launched my website. And since I've been, you know, I'm, I'm making an effort to grow YouTube, to grow Instagram. And so my problem with social media, is sometimes it feels forced to me and, and I don't like that feeling. And so if something feels forced 
I, I have, I have trouble with it, but like I'm working on getting past those feelings for the sake of my brand and my growth and pushing through, um, and reaching out to other resources. I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable with it, but, um, do I love it all? Sometimes the overexposure is weird for me, but, um, I don't know. I, I don't know how to if I'm articulating that. Well, you great, are. And but... I, I think it's important to note too that as your business advances or as you decide to grow your business, social media takes a bigger part in that, right? So like when you're not, when you didn't have a website, you maybe didn't think of social media in the same way. Like, okay, I have to grow my audience so that I can launch this website. And, you know, YouTube is a form of social media. So you're trying to grow that to grow your business. So I think it mm -hmm. all comes with growth. Like they change, your mindset of social media changes depending on where you are in your journey with your business because reselling could just be a fun side hobby for you and social media doesn't matter in the same way that it matters to Lori and I. So that's, you know, I think another key point too. Yeah. And I mean, I've said this before and I, I don't know, I don't know who they are, but the popular rumor on the street is that the most successful people on Poshmark are not YouTubers or have a huge Instagram following. They are just working their business. And, and I'll be real honest. There are many days today being one of them, where I spend so much time tweaking social media stuff because with social media is technology and technology in Lori are not always like <laughs> great friends, but like, so yeah. So if I spend four hours trying to design something on Canva to import to um, iMovie to edit on YouTube, you know, in those four hours, I could have just listed 50 items and sent out 25 offers and made $200 for real. Yeah. So like, sometimes I feel like it's just a time sucker for me, but I realize I need it in my life. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to find that balance. I think it's a balance time. that, I'll, well, I'm in the same boat. Like, how do you balance it? I don't know what the right balance is. I think you can create as many schedules that you want, but it's very difficult because at the end of the day, to create content in general, it takes a long time. Whether it's a YouTube video, whether it's an Instagram post, maybe it's a Facebook Live, maybe you're tweeting all day long about a certain, I don't know, topic. I don't, I don't do Twitter, so, you know, whatever it is that you do on Twitter. Um, but it all takes up so much time where you could really be spending it listing. So it's finding, it's tough to find that balance. I struggle with that too. And I, and I also think some people just like it more. Some people yeah. love to be on and they love to, uh, they just like everything about it or it's something they grew up with, which I didn't. So like, I, I think it's, it's really an individual thing and whatever your comfort level is. And we'll kind of touch on, you know, some people have success with real structured environments and other people have success with, without it. And, you know, there, there's, there's a ton of gray area here, I think. But I think social media is also changing with the younger generation. So I don't think they look at certain platforms the same way that we do, even like my generation does. So my generation is very heavily focused on Instagram. That's mm -hmm. like the big cool thing. And we were just talking and Lori was telling me that her daughter's on Visco and I would like, that's not a social media platform in my books, but apparently it is. Oh yeah. Visco's huge. And what yeah. I was saying to Daniela is that, um, there's like my, I would say that my daughter and her girlfriends, like that's kind of my, my group that I'm using here. They have like certain things that they'll post on Instagram and what they'll post on their stories. They won't necessarily post on Instagram, but they'll post it on their stories, which we kind of do that too. Yeah. Um, but then on Angelina's like Instagram profile, she has like her Snapchat ID. Like if people want to add her on Snapchat, that's a whole different 
ball game. And then she has her Visco account and her Visco account are like her, like, that's her aesthetic thing. Like her Instagram isn't an aesthetic. It's not planned out at all, but her Visco is, you know, her pictures at the beach or sunset or like artsy things or pictures of her lunch or like, that's where she gets really artsy is on Visco. That's so Uh, interesting to me because that's what Instagram is to me. Right. And, and funny enough, like Daniela, you're what, 15 years younger than me. Yeah. I'm Uh, I'm 33. So yeah. 33 and I'm, yeah. And I'm 46. So, um, so in my generation's all Facebook, like, and I feel like since I started, since I went full time as a reseller and I've been on YouTube for over a year, I'm on Facebook less and less. And so, oh my God, me too. <laughs> my friends are like, where have you been? Or they'll say, hey, did you see my post? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't. Like, I'm yep. just not on Facebook as much. And I um, said this the other day to my husband. I was like, I never go on Facebook anymore. I used to be on Facebook all the time. I mean, Facebook launched the the year I graduated high school. Oh no, it launched in 2004. I graduated in 2005. Anyway, I was one of the first people to get on Facebook because um, it was only to college students. So I was on it nonstop, but it was meant for networking back then. And then it evolved over time, right? I don't go, if I go on it once a day, that's a lot. I used to be on it all the time. Yeah. So when you're talking about social media, and I was also just saying that my, um, my website is through Shopify and you can link your Shopify to your Facebook and do like advertising through Shopify on Facebook and it pushes it to your website. So it kind of becomes almost like this new potential marketing place where, you know, if I post on Shopify, um, it will link to my Facebook page. So I had to start a Lori's Boston found Facebook page, but like, I'm a little weary about that because that's like my whole private life is on Facebook. And I don't really know how much of an overlap because it's on my private account, but it's like a different window. I don't know. Like I haven't even figured it all out yet. So I like haven't pressed that final button to push it all through because I don't know that I want to. So yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in and process. And we actually did an episode about social media, but I don't think we were talking quite about it like this way. I think we were talking about it specifically how we use it for our reselling business, but like this is kind of a different vibe this episode today. So this is more, here's the information about social media. Here's how many users, which we're going to go into now. And then like what the platforms are all about, because I think before you can even really dive, dive deep into social media for your business, you really need to understand which platforms will work for you the best depending on what it is you want to do. So let's just run down really quick. These are some quick statistics about each platform and how many active users are in each platform. So I'll read off a few and then Lori will read off a few. So Instagram has 1 billion active users. One wow. It's a Big lot. Number. Mm-hmm. Pinterest has 320 million active users. Now, Pinterest is a very specific type, pla- type of platform, so that number is not too alarming to me. Do you use, um, I'm going to have you read them all because yeah. Lulu is biting my heels. I'm going to bring her outside <laughs> while I talk to you. So you read them all while all I right. bring Lulu outside. We will um, do that. Do you use Pinterest for your business at all, Daniela? I just started. Um, so Leslie had made a comment to me a, a month or so ago that she was using it and, you know, she's like, well, you know, just give it a try and, and see how it goes. And she noticed a lot of, um, a lot of people from her podcast kind of reach out to her and let her know that that's how they found her. So I was like, okay, well I'll start doing it for the podcast. I'll just 
share the podcast on Pinterest and see how that goes. Well, funny enough, I've had two people in the last week reach out to me, say that they found my Instagram and my Poshmark closet because of Pinterest, which had the podcast on it. So maybe it does work. I don't know. Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. So, you know, that that's one way to do it. I think of Pinterest in a completely different way, but we'll talk about that after. Um, okay. Twitter has 330 million active users, which I thought was kind of low. I thought it'd be higher than that, but I guess Twitter is a very specific group of people. I don't know. Yep. Facebook has 2.6 billion active users. So Facebook trumps Instagram in that aspect. LinkedIn yeah. has 260 million active users. So again, LinkedIn is a very specific type of platform. For very specific. That's a big number though. That, that's yeah. more than I would think. But I mean, I guess for everybody in business, like my husband is not a social media guy. Couldn't be less of a social media guy, but he uses LinkedIn every day. That, that, is, his, right. that is his network. Right. And I think when I, when I worked in my previous um, job in the marketing firm, we used LinkedIn every single day. That's what we used to connect to people that I was on it all the time. So I think in terms of um, business, real estate, uh, insurance, like those type of, uh, I guess, avenues, that's what they use it for. Right. YouTube has 2 billion active users. So YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram have the most, um, mm-hmm. which isn't makes sense. surprising. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense to me. That Those are the three we use the most. Correct. Correct. Um, I, I use Pinterest for my own personal stuff. You know, that's what I've always used Pinterest for. But the interesting thing about all these statistics in um, this came from, I believe it was HubSpot, that not just young people are on social media. So we have this preconceived notion that it's always younger people that are, you know, infiltrated with the social media. Now it's TikTok, right? Like that's a big thing. But individuals who are aged between 55 and 64 are actually two times more likely to engage the brand in their content, which I thought was interesting. But I guess Mm. it makes sense because you figure that's the age range where people start to retire, right? Like the beginning of early retirements and they have more free time. So it makes sense that they would be on social media a little bit more to either engage with people and stay in contact with people. And they're looking up different things and they're learning new hobbies, maybe. Um, For sure. I mean, my mom's in her seventies and she has her little tablet and she loves it. She like looks up all her recipes and Joanna Gaines and like a lot of cooking stuff. And she shops through her tablet and stuff like that. And my mom, it doesn't get less technical than Barbara. Let me tell you that much. And oh, she, <laughs> she does a good job. Hey, I just did a quick search. Um, how many TikTok users would you guess? Active TikTok users. It's uh, a very new platform. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe 5 million. 800 million. Wow. <laughs> oh my so this God. Is, this is why Gary V tells you, you have to get on TikTok. I mean, TikTok is huge. And from what I understand, like you gain followers really, really, really fast on TikTok. And I just haven't found a way um, to incorporate it into my business. And I don't know that I ever will, but some people, um, me, myself and Donuts, she yeah. does a good job with TikTok. Denali yeah. does a good job with it. Um I just haven't found a natural uh, transition into TikTok. And I don't know, but I think I'm missing out because this is the next generation. Because yeah. the, the kids, in addition to what they're, re- I think with social media, what happens is 
I don't, I'm not surprised that the retired community is active on social media. I, I just think that they're more your Facebook people, Pinterest, you know, those are the, they're not on TikTok, obviously. So I think the form of social media is almost what defines you. Like, you know, like the kids are always like, okay, boomer. Like if you say something that's not <laughs> young and hip. That's funny. <laughs> oh, that they loved it. And then, then I, I have to remind them, I am not a boomer. I, am I was going to say, you're not a baby boomer. boomer. Not even close. Like, yeah. <laughs> my so mom's that, a baby boomer. <laughs> exactly. As are my parents. I'm like, all right, kids, you think you're so smart. Stop calling me a boomer. Yeah, not even close. <laughs> They're so funny. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's interesting because we didn't we didn't mention TikTok on here and it's no. very relevant. I didn't even think yeah. about it because I don't use it and I guess it's not it's so new that it's not in any of the statistics really yet. But that's really interesting to know that they're already at eight hundred million. I mean yeah. I mean LinkedIn at two hundred and sixty million, right. Twitter three hundred and thirty million, Pinterest three hundred and twenty. So yeah. They're like doubling and almost tripling those numbers now. And they're so new. So yeah, TikTok is insane. I know. I don't know if I'll ever go on it. It's like one of those things. Like I never went on Snapchat because that never interested me. You know, mm -hmm. like I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? I have learned some really good TikTok dances. And so oh, I'm sure you have. Them with you. <laughs> my nieces am, do some of them. <laughs> I am featured on my daughter's TikTok a couple times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep her ID under wraps for her TikTok, TikTok account. So none of you have to bear witness right. to that. Oh, but yeah, so those are really interesting numbers. That was really fun. I yeah. And I think it's important to know that too. So you can kind of see where, where most people are spending their time on. So it's Instagram, it's Facebook, it's YouTube. And now we know TikTok as well. <laughs> so <laughs> add that to the list. Yeah, add yes. it to the list of things. So we kind of already talked about this, which platforms we have already tried. So I'm, I'm on all of these platforms. I'm on Instagram, Pinterest, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on YouTube. I do not have TikTok or Snapchat. Um, I don't use, I haven't used my LinkedIn in probably a year and a half, if not two years. Since I started my job at the state, I haven't used my LinkedIn. I haven't signed into Twitter in probably the same amount of times I used Twitter for my previous job. Um, mm -hmm. I use Pinterest every day, I use Instagram every day. I go on YouTube every day, but now I'm releasing content on YouTube. So it's a little different. And Facebook, maybe, maybe once a day. Yeah, I am. Um, so I just got a LinkedIn account. Like, I, I think that once I like, re, once I got my name, Lori's Boston found, and that was like, we, I got, uh, we just, I just applied for an LLC and a new checkbook. And so everything is like switching over. Um, so I actually just did a LinkedIn account. I never had a LinkedIn account my whole life. And I just signed up for one just this week. And um, funny enough, what I wanted to mention about Pinterest is I found Poshmark, the, the app through Pinterest. Yes. Um, which I think is really interesting because when I would be looking for a certain outfit or whatever, mm -hmm. if I was Googling something, I remember it kept... Poshmark kept coming up, coming up. And I'm like, what the heck is Poshmark? Like for real, I yep. had no idea what it was. And I, and it was like, it was becoming a pattern. I would see something on Pinterest because I was on Pinterest a lot. I'm like, oh, I really like that outfit. I wonder if it's available. And I'd click, it would be Poshmark. And I didn't. So I signed up for Poshmark in 2016, but I never used it until I started reselling in 2018. But that is how Pinterest is how I discovered Poshmark. So I think that's so weird that that's a weird thought to me 
Um, and so when I list every time I list an item, so my, my Pinterest is very far from aesthetically pleasing because (laughs) my, it's a mess. Yeah. My listings aren't really great, but I mean, my listings are fine. They're clean, but it's, it's not like certain people's Pinterest, you know, like the ones like the Instagram pages that are beautiful. So when I go to list something, it says list on Poshmark. I mean, list on Facebook, list on Pinterest. And I always unclick Facebook, but I keep Pinterest on. So every single one of my listings is on Pinterest. Yeah. So I just started doing that and I don't know if it's helped at all. Maybe I have no idea. I mean, nobody's ever told me they found a listing through Pinterest. Right. It's never come up. So maybe just leads people to your closet. Maybe that's the way we just have to look at it. Like people might not necessarily buy the item, but it'll lead them to click on your, on your, on your pin to then go to Poshmark to then look at your listing. Right. Right. Like right now on Pinterest, I'm looking at like hardwood floors and I'm looking at redesigning an office um, with a shipping station. Like (laughs) I do like all like recipes, you know, those things that I've been looking on Pinterest. My, my uh, Pinterest is super visual for me. Yeah. Pinterest is is for most people. I I love Pinterest for the simple fact that I can go on and pin how I want my bathroom to look in my future home and which tiling I like. And it's just my ideas and all the different baking and recipes I want to try and that's mm-hmm. what I really use it for. But I have two different Pinterest. I have the, um, like my own personal one that I've had since Pinterest started, which I don't even know when that was the early two thousands. And then I have one, my, like, um, it's called Ivy and blush. So it's my, it's my Poshmark one. And that's all related to the business. So I have two separate right. ones. So the Ivy and blush one is the business one. And then I have my personal one just because I like to keep my lives separate. Yeah. And you know, what's funny. I think mine all filters to the same Pinterest account, all these, all my listings, but I should probably start one for Lori's Boston found and just, yeah, you can link separate. it to your original one. So you can link it to your, to Lori Tata and then just make it a separate business one. That's what I did. Oh, okay. And that's basically how I'm doing my Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then you can just toggle back and forth. So. Right, right. Oh, that's a good idea. I'll have to do that. Add that to the social to the media list, freaking checklist. <laughs> uh, so um, we had a question here, which platforms seem to provide the most growth opportunities for us in our reselling business? And for me, I feel like it's been Instagram that's provided me with the most growth, but that's also because it's the only real platform that I've dedicated time to grow to give me that growth, you know, like I just started YouTube last week, really two weeks ago. So that hasn't provided me with anything, but, and the podcast definitely has helped too. So a a podcast can be another avenue as well, but it's not necessarily a social media platform. It's just a platform. Um, Right. So the podcast has helped and Instagram has helped, but I can't say that I've used anything else to help grow my reselling business. Yeah, I, I would definitely say that YouTube has helped me quite a bit. I, I'm finding more and more like I'm generating a lot of sales from my YouTube videos, whether they're direct sales or um, now to my website or to Poshmark, like the 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 LBF bundle boxes, that was all a YouTube video right. um, that, that, you know, pushed people to to my Poshmark closet because those were actually all listed on Poshmark. So it has it has helped. But um like anything, you just have to be consistent and you have to deliver once people do show up to look at your stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, there there's all the 
the back end part of it. But no, I, I definitely think that YouTube has helped. Yeah, I can see how YouTube helps and it it drives traffic to all your different platforms. That's basically what YouTube does. People start clicking, okay, let's go check their Poshmark closet. Let's go check their Instagram. Okay, I'm going to follow them. I'm going to subscribe. So, you know, it all, it all contributes to it. It's just a way for people to stay in touch with you virtually, right? But, and I say this all the time though, because there, that I go, went backwards because I had very little, inst- like, I think I might've had a hundred Instagram followers when I started my YouTube channel, my business account. Um, right. So there are some, like, I, I think Lavender Clothesline is a really good example. She had an enormous, I wrote down the number of followers she had. Karen's really wonderful. If you don't follow her yet, she does a lot of hard goods too, but she's been in the business for years. She has 27,000 followers wow. on Instagram. And I don't know at what point she started YouTube, but she was well established on Instagram. And I, mm-hmm. I do think like, like you already having 69 subscribers on YouTube, it took me like six, four months to get to 69 subscribers because I had zero Instagram following, you know what I mean? Like it was literally from the ground up, um, my YouTube channel. I, I had, I had no cross anything. <laughs> like it was yeah. just like, me in my Poshmark closet in my basement. Um, so it, it's interesting because I, I do think if you start with a following on either end, like maybe YouTube helped my Instagram and like your Instagram will probably help your YouTube, you know, because you've already grown that to some extent and then that's going to help boost your other platforms. Yeah, I guess I have nothing to compare it to when it comes to YouTube. You know, like, I don't know what the average would be. Like, how many subscribers is average to reach X amount, you know? I don't know. I'm just happy that I have 69 people that want to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Like, I, yeah, I'd no, be happy if I had 10. Yeah, no, really good, Daniela. I think that's tremendous. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I think people experience growth. I don't, I don't even know that there is. I'm sure there is an average if you add up the sure. how many people on yeah. YouTube. I mean, if we add up the 2 billion active users on YouTube <laughs> We're gonna and, do we, math. <laughs> and we divide it by, you know, how, how many subscribers they have, I'm sure there is an average, but I think that growth is, it varies so much from person to person. Or like somebody may have a ton of subscribers. Like I didn't have a ton of subscribers, but when I did hit my thousand subscribers, I qualified for the 4,000 watch hours within the week. Oh, wow. I know a lot of people who, and I had no idea I even needed to do that. That That's my whole story where Rocco told me it was time to monetize because I had no idea. Um, but there were a lot of people that hit that thousand subscribers and then they, they, they don't hit their hours. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Yeah, Um, and I... I guess it could happen in the reverse. Maybe people have a lot of content and people are watching it. Maybe they hit their hours, but they don't have their subscribers. There's so many things that factor into it, but it's really interesting how all of the social platforms, social media platforms kind of feed off of each other, you know? Yeah, I agree. 
Sorry, it's my fascinating cat, my cat, and my... all-consuming at the same time. Are yeah. you having pet issues my, now? My, my cats are fighting. <laughs> That's what's happening. So when I went downstairs, when I said read the list, I go downstairs. Lulu has a collar like that beeps if she goes outside of the parameter. She's yeah. apparently immune to it because she <laughs> runs through the electric fence like it's her job. So I went downstairs to let her go outside and she just tailed out of our yard and down the street. And I was like quietly screaming at Jay, like, go get Lulu. <laughs> These pets, they get in the way of all of our podcasts. They do, but it's okay. It adds a little entertainment, right? Sure. <laughs> sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> That's what we're going to say. <laughs> all of you people might be sick of it, but this is real life. Um, <laughs> so approximately 37% of consumers purchase items due to photo inspiration found on social media platforms. So I can totally see how this happens. Although I thought 30% was a little low. I thought it'd be more than that, but whatever. Well, no, I think, um, I think the final purchase, I can see that. Maybe it's probably like 70% of consumers click yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. Of a per- because of a photo, but maybe they don't actually purchase. Like there are yeah. a lot of times I click and then don't purchase. But yeah, like if, if there's like, it, if there's an image that inspires you to keep going. Yeah. 37. Think, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I thought it was a little low, but I don't know, but I can see what you're saying. I, I don't necessarily buy everything I click on to. Right. So maybe that's right. I don't know. It just seemed low when I first read it, but this I think is the most important thing to, to think about is this is why social media is such an excellent tool to build your brand and have brand awareness and help influence your buyers. Um, you're just, you're gaining an audience organically with things that you, with items and pictures that you're posting online. So you're broadening your reach and you're organically getting followers. You're not paying a bot to give you followers. You're gaining these followers in your audience by the content that you're putting out. Whether they buy or not, eventually they will, you know, or maybe they never mm-hmm. do. Who knows? But this is how you start to build your brand and build your business. This is how people learn who you are. Right. Right. And even like right now I'm working on like coming up with brand colors and a brand font, like stuff I never in my life thought I would have to think about. And now I'm thinking about it, you know, and, and it's all, it's all visual stuff. It's visual stuff to help you recognize a brand or a person. Um, and if it's working for you, it will help people to come back, you know, but it's, but it's not all about aesthetics. It's really not. I don't think, I think, I think a lot of it is about heart. It's about consistency. It's about mm-hmm. your personality. Um, and, and the others, like, I feel like the visual is what gets people in the door, but then you have to deliver. It's like clickbait on social, yep. on YouTube. You can have a clickbaity um, title, title mm-hmm. but then if people click on that, yes, you'll get that counted as a view on YouTube. But if they click off in three minutes, you're not going to get the watch time. If you get a thumbs down because somebody like, because you're not delivering on what you said in your title, like, you know what I mean? So the visual, I think that's why it's, that's why I agree with the 30%. I think a visual gets you in the door, but then the rest is you have to deliver, you know, and, and, and make that connection. And we're going to talk about the, the connection later in our discussion. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember while you're building your brand with social media that you, once you start delivering a certain type of content and um, whether it's pictures, whether it's words or video, people expect it from you every time mm-hmm. that you post something. So it's just something to keep in mind uh, while you're trying to create 
uh, content to put out there on your social media platform. People do expect it. It doesn't mean that you can't change. You know, right. you may, one of the people who I really love and I talk about her a lot is um, Catherine from the content bug. Uh, she started out giving advice on blogs. Like that was her thing. Pinterest, like how to create a beautiful Pinterest and blogs, I believe was her thing. And then it turned into like how to grow your brand through YouTube and marketing and all that stuff. And she's completely shifted gears. Um, but that was like, as a result of the analytics and what people wanted that, you know, as she was growing, like I just did that video on American girl. And that was very much off brand for me. Um, because I that's loved not, it. I <laughs> loved it. It was so good. And I love your closet with filled American girl dolls. Why haven't I seen it yet? Isn't that so funny? I keep that under wraps, but see, that's actually a really good example um, of that is, I just went on my analytics. It's performing 63% less. I'm getting 63% less views than I get on a normal video of mine. Mm -hmm. But YouTube told me that people are watching it longer and I have like 80 comments. So it's, it's definitely striking a chord with someone, but it's not my normal audience, you know, or, or it's like loyal people who always watch. But I mean, I knew that was going to be a risk and I'm not surprised that it's not doing as well as like my haul videos, but it was something that meant a lot to me. And I also maybe want to broaden what I can talk about on my channel. So, but yeah, you're absolutely right that what, whatever content you put out there, your audience um, learns to wait for that you know that that's what they're mm -hmm. expecting from you and you can always adapt it like Lori was saying you can slowly start to mold and adapt your audience to your new content because I feel like I'm in that mode right now and where I'm slowly starting to change a few things that I'm saying and it's nothing major but like just slowly start to make those transitions so that your audience comes along with you and they're staying engaged so just things to keep in mind but let's move on let's talk about like what is the definition of social media. What does it mean? Lori, you can read this one if you'd like. Sure. So social media is a network of sites that individuals use to communicate or engage with others on the web. It requires publishing content on various forms um, via images and videos and enabling followers or viewers of your content to engage with your posts like shares and comments. Yeah. So pretty straightforward. It's a social avenue. Yes. And I think the engagement is, is a big part of the social. Like, I think we've talked a lot about the visuals and now we're kind of bridging into the engagement piece, but yes, the shares, the likes, the comments, all that stuff. Um, that's, contributes. that's the hard stuff too. Like creating an image in the content is difficult, but trying to get the, and everyone says like, Oh, I don't care about the likes and you may not care about the likes, but the algorithms to these social media platforms to push your items out more do care about your likes, shares and comments. So mm -hmm. you, you want to be engaging with people that comment on your posts or your videos. You want to make sure you're commenting back. You want to make sure that you're sharing content of other people and we're keeping the flow of content going. Like there's, there's so many aspects of social media. It's not just posting something and letting it go. Like you have to be engaging on all fronts, whether it's with your own content or with the people that you follow. I think, um, I think at my level, at least right now, um, but I can see like there are people in our community who have 58,000 followers on Instagram. And I imagine that becomes a little bit more difficult to be as engaging as when you have a smaller following like yeah. I have, yeah. you know, so I can see where that, can be difficult as people grow. Like maybe at one point, um, 
Gary V could respond to everybody. I'll use him. Um, and he's actually pretty good. I think he gives he his is. cell phone number out for people to call. He does. <laughs> he's crazy. He does. Um, but, but yeah, so he's, he's kind of an extreme version. And actually, he does an incredible job of actually communicating with his people. Mm -hmm. So maybe he's a bad example. But I, he probably can communicate with less people now than he could five years ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but that is how you build it. You may not, that, that is a huge part of the building blocks, I think. Yeah, I think once you're established, it, it becomes difficult, like Laura was saying, to, to stay as engaged because there's just so much to keep up with, um, mm -hmm. whether it's the messages and the comments and all of that. But while you're trying to build, it is important for you to be engaged with everyone on the platform, with your own posts and with other people. So you might be sitting there and saying, well, Danielle and Lori, how do I become more visible? I'm producing content, but I am not seeing any growth whatsoever. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Mm -hmm. And you have every right to believe that because I sit back sometimes and I'm like, okay, I'm sitting here for two hours creating these really pretty flat lays and I'm writing really detailed descriptions to be engaging and I see nothing from it. You're not alone. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. all have those, like Lori with her video. It's the same thing. You try something and you just don't get why it's not as visible or it's not engaging as much as other stuff you put out there. And, you know, a lot of it is just consistency being consistent, mm -hmm. right? Having a plan. So whether that's a social media calendar, which I recommend everyone does. I mean, I, I use one and that's because I have a marketing background. Um, mapping out what kind of content it is that you want to produce, that you want to give to your audience, maybe asking your audience what type of content they want to see and then using that idea. feedback. Yeah, yep. we, we do that a lot with the podcast too. We ask you guys, hey, what do you want to know? Like, what is it that's on your mind? Um, are there certain questions that you want us to answer? And we always try to incorporate that stuff in because it's important that our listeners can learn something from us and we can well and that's actually that. that's part of the engagement piece mm -hmm. too like you're engaging your audience if they if they if they can answer a question for us or we can answer a question for them or take a poll or all that sort of stuff that we all love to take part in you know when when um when people are gathering information and you feel like you're con contributing to help them come up with a direction they're going to go in that's kind of fun sometimes it's, it's yeah. just part part of it you know yeah, and yeah. All those things, those those things do help. I am just just in this past, I would say maybe two months, starting to use a social media calendar. I haven't until this point. I just think it keeps you on track, and you have a clear path as to what it is that you want to produce at what time and what day. You know, and sometimes you stray from it. I stray from it sometimes. I'm like, yeah, no, this is not going to work. There's something more relevant that's happening in the world that I want to address. And that mm -hmm. happens and you do that and you, and you shift and you pivot and you change it. Right. But at the end of the day, um, organization is key. And that comes with any job, with anything that you're doing, you need to be, have some type of organizational system put in place so that yeah. you can be consistent. Yep. I mean, I think we probably approach it a little bit differently. I definitely would say you are much more organized than I am, Daniela, with your approach to social media. Um, and that's worked for you. I think you're doing a great job growing um, Instagram and I have, I have no doubt you do the same with YouTube. I have found like for me, this is actually fun. It's not social media related, but my son just taught me this. <laughs> what is it? And I'm probably, you guys are going to say, okay, boomer, like you're probably good. It's probably old news, but um, Google keep notes. Do you use oh, it? what's that? I don't know what that is. Oh my gosh. Just Google it. Google keep. Um, so they're basically like uh, 
a, an online, like a digital version of post-it notes. So oh. you can generate lists for it. So in my Google Keep account, I'm going to go off of our notes for today for just a second. Google Keep. Um, this is almost become a little bit of a uh, social media calendar for me. So like they're little post-it notes. And so just picture like a to-do list, but you Looking color code right them. Yes. Yeah, so uh, we have a family, a Tata family grocery list um, that people just add to during the week. And then when Jay and I go grocery shopping, we have everybody's order. They're high maintenance. I have a daily <laughs> checklist. So like share my closet, send offers, photograph five, list five, Instagram, LBF update, YouTube editing respond to messages. Those are like daily things that I want to do. But then I have like YouTube content ideas with like, because my, my laptop is always near me. So if I come up with an idea, instead of jotting it in a notebook, I put it on my YouTube idea. So like I have a list of 12 ideas that are ready to go. Um, I develop those ideas in a different place, but I jot them down in Google keeps. Um, I also have a list of like the partnerships and um, sponsors who I'm working with right now, because like a lot of those are time sensitive. Like I have like another, I have two more, um, two more dates with Skillshare and I have to make sure that those line up with my YouTube. So sometimes the content will be relevant and like Ana Luisa and like I have a couple, so I keep those in a separate tab. I have Instagram ideas, which is pretty weak because that's something I'm not great at. Supplies I need to order, my Amazon influencer idea. Like, so I have all these little note tabs and every time I get an idea, I just put it on there. And then from there, I put it into like my passion planner or I'm like a handwritten kind of girl. So I have like yeah. different notebooks for different, for these different areas. And then I will go down and write them. But this has actually become a, like a calendar for lack of a better word. Like it, it's not like a timeline, it's more like a checklist, but I will take this and then like the social media calendar that we're providing, that is the type of calendar I would use to like write out like, oh, well, when is my video with Skillshare? And is that going to come out on a Wednesday or a Sunday? Because those are the dates that I've been posting my videos. And I have, I don't do many lives at all on my channel, but when I do, I have a couple on the schedule for like a Friday night. Cause that's in between my Wednesday, Sunday. So like yeah, that, that's just been really helpful and it's free and it's at your fingertips. So if, if you don't use it, I've really enjoyed that. Huh. I like little that. side, little side bar. Yeah, no, but I like that. That's useful. I've never used it. Didn't even know it existed. Had no idea. So I just learned something new. I've used something called Wonderlist before. Like I had different apps that I've used, but mm -hmm. I find that me personally, I can create as many electronic lists and, and ideas, or whatever. I always end up going to my notebook. I like, oh yeah, everything ends up on my notebook too. Yeah. This is more like a, I just feel like my laptop is always close by. So mm -hmm. it's just like a stream of thought, like, oh my gosh, that's a great idea. And I write yeah. it down, but yeah, yeah this is organized. That's good. Yeah, it's nice. And then it does have a feature. So when you click the little box, it actually crosses it out for you. So oh. you still see it, but it crosses it out. Yeah. yeah so I, like I it. just, it's been fun. Anthony showed me that. That's a good tip. I like it. Thank you, Anthony, mm -hmm. for that. Thank you, Anthony. Yeah, so the social media ca calendar, mapping out content, researching what is relevant and what is happening in the realm of what you're trying to promote. Yeah, so I think it's all important. So again, just to reiterate, build relationships, 
ask for feedback and try to be on multiple platforms. But if that's not your thing, that's okay too. You don't have to be on multiple platforms. It helps. It means that you're gaining audiences across, you know, that are, that are different across different platforms and your content can be provided differently. So with YouTube, you've got some written and you've got video and audio, a website would be straight. Well, it doesn't have to be straight uh, visual and reading. It could have video on it too, but you know, you don't have to branch across all these different things. You can pick one and stick with it until you're comfortable to go to something else. If you're ever comfortable going to something else. Yeah. And I even think, I find that the more you post, no matter what platform you're talking about, the more you find your voice. Like it took me a while on Instagram when I very, when I first started, and I think I've mentioned this before, like, am I talking to other resellers or am I talking to people I want to sell clothes to? Or am I talking to my friends? You know what I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> Anthony just brought me a white claw. Thank you, honey. I oh, nice. Him, like, Cheers. <laughs> I texted him at the beginning of the podcast. I'm like, bring me a white claw. Aww. Oh, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> sorry. My AirPod fell out when I was grabbing my black cherry white claw. Oh, oh nice. I, I, had, I had ruby grapefruit. So awesome. How's the cherry? I'm going to tell you right now. The grapefruit was okay. I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I like black cherry. This is good. Yeah, I this like black good. cherry too. Might be oh, my next yeah. one. Who knows? Good. Yes. <laughs> Highly recommend. Um, yeah, so right. what were we saying? Moving on. <laughs> All right. So we're just going to break down very briefly um, a couple of the platforms. Well, how many platforms? One, two, three, four platforms. So we're going to talk about Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter, and what, you know, these, just these little bullet points as to what we found online in our research, um, as to what these platforms are good for, and what you can expect to see from them, and then you can kind of take that and see where you want to go, because you might be brand new to social media, you might not be so well versed into it as I am, or someone else who's been doing it for a long time, so we want to make sure that we're covering all our bases with everyone, so, um, All right. so, um, why don't I start with Facebook? Go ahead. Okay. So Facebook is the biggest and most well-known social media platform. Uh, this is not great for direct sales. So this is not like, this is like from the source that Danielle, yeah, not great one... for direct sales, but can create brand awareness. Most experts would say that Facebook is a must have for business offers and advertising took to target audiences. Yeah. So these are from the sources from Hootlook and um, from HubSpot. So this is what they're saying. They're saying that it is the most well-known, which I think it is given by how many users are on it, 2.6 yep. um, yep. billion. But they're saying that it's not great for direct sales. You can build a brand on it, but you have to mm -hmm. advertise to specific audiences, which can, which can cost money and will cost money if you're really trying to target specific people. Um, I personally don't use Facebook for reselling. That's my own private thing. I don't have much experience on the business end besides when I worked for the marketing company and we didn't even really use it that much besides for like Facebook lives. And we had a couple of private Facebook groups. So I guess if you're using the group feature for direct yeah. sales. And I also feel it. like on Facebook, what I see most commonly, and now my Lori's Boston found is going to fall under this is, um, you'll get suggested like so-and-so suggested you like this page. So I have a friend in town who is a hugely talented um, cake decorator. So she has her, she started a page for her cake decorating business and it was like, so-and-so asked you to like her page and then she'll post 
cakes that she decorates for people in the community or cupcakes that she's selling on like a one-off sale or whatever. So I will see her business. There's another woman in our town who did all of my kids' senior portraits who has her own photography page. So like whenever, like she just posted this beautiful picture of a pink tulip in the snow. And I messaged her and I said, I need that for my office because my office is pink. So that was actually a direct sale from Facebook. Um, so I, I do think people have their pages and you like their pages, but it's not, it doesn't seem to be like Instagram sales or YouTube right. or Poshmark. But yeah, I, it, I think it's more of like a ad than a sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I would agree. And Facebook and Instagram are linked. I mean, they're one of the same. They're the same company. So right. um, you can link your Facebook and Instagram together. And that's, you know, some people do that too. So mm. Lori, do you want to read the next one or do you want me to read it? Um, go ahead. You do Instagram. All right. So Instagram is the next one. So Instagram is primarily a photo sharing platform. So it works. I can't even read right now. So this works. This doesn't make any sense. My right can do it. So this works well. Well, let's just say, well, this works well when you are trying to show off products. So, um, food, clothes, fashion, restaurants, you know, that they use Mm -hmm. Instagram as an avenue to post their photos of what they have. Um, Posts have to be aesthetically pleasing to your brand. You have to put thought and effort into what you are posting with well thought out captions, hashtag usage for searchability, and using Instagram as an opportunity to connect with your audience and show them real life events. This pertains to the story feature that Instagram and now Facebook has as well. I think they're linked. I think you can link your Instagram stories to your Facebook stories. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that you can link them. So um, Lori and I had a discussion about this before and we don't necessarily agree with your posts have to be aesthetically pleasing and we kind of touched on this before. Um, you know, you don't have to have the perfect flat lay. You don't have to have the perfect picture with the right yeah. presets. Yeah, I have this. This was the one section when I was going over the notes that I struggled with the most because um, I don't know. Like, I am a sucker for aesthetically pleasing Instagram posts. I just look at them and say, "Oh my god, if only my posts look like this!" Like, these are just beautiful, mm-hmm. but they aren't always necessarily the people I necessarily trust or the people I, you know, because sometimes they have presets and their skin is orange and I'm yeah. just like, you know, how authentic is this? You know, but it, but it's pleasing to the eye when you see it as a whole, but then the individual posts may not be very like robust. Like the, it, it's, I feel like there are certain Instagram pages that are all about image yeah. and then there are the real raw Instagram pages. And, um, what what was an example that I thought of? Um, well, actually, I did just a little, you know, Pure Hustle podcast, the guy, yep. he's like Dang. from San Diego. Mm-hmm. All right. I would not, and this is no, I mean, the, he's hugely successful. I would not consider his Instagram page pretty. <laughs> um, right. Well, but, two guys but, posting. But he has, seven, he has 17,000 followers on Instagram, mm-hmm. which to me, I that would be great, you know? So mm-hmm. I, it, it is interesting it, it's but, their but content, right? At the end of the it's day. It's their content that draws you to their Instagram. So yeah, I guess I feel as I'm talking this out that maybe you just need one or the other. You either need to have like aesthetically pleasing, nice images that just kind of brighten someone's day or make somebody stop and think and spend time on that. I know that that's something in the algorithm, like how much time people are actually spending once they go into your Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Like if you have something to read or if you have a series of photos to swipe through. The longer you stay on that post, the better for your algorithm. Um, 
so yeah, one or the other I would think is important. And Instagram is hugely visual. Maybe Instagram is what I'm really trying to figure out right now, which is why I'm giving it the most thought. Yeah. And well, I think Instagram has the most opportunity right now because it, you can do direct sales on it. You know, it's giving us a different way to engage with people. We can do lives, we can do IGTV, we can do stories, we can have written content, we can have straight, leap, straight visual and do nothing else but put hashtags in it. I mean, you don't have to have a caption. You could right. do hashtags and call it a day. That's what most photographers do. I mean, some of them incorporate words, but for the most part, it's hashtags. I mean, at the end, think of, we'll talk about Twitter, but Twitter's hashtag driven. So is mm -hmm. Instagram. Instagram's heavily um, hashtag driven and you can go right into the search bar and search hashtags or search specific words. And so, you know, I, I think that's also where the work comes in. And, and yeah. sometimes where my frustration is like, if I have something great to say, and then I have to spend 15 minutes thinking of hashtags that kind of, I don't like that, but it's, it's, cool it's just for that. It's just the nature of the beast. You know what I yeah. mean? It's, it's, but there's, but there are free tools out there to generate hashtags for you for specific words. And then you just kind of make your own grouping of hashtags. Right. No, I know. And I'm looking into this. There's a, an app I just downloaded called late, uh, lately. No, <laughs> it's not called lately. Um, I don't know. More podcasts with White Claw. <laughs> um, later. Uh, I was close. You were close. Later. Later.com. Later. And I downloaded that because for me, um, I don't love creating my Instagram post on my phone. So my goal was to find a platform to, to oh, a find schedule. an app a scheduler yeah. that I could actually just do it on my desktop and not worry. I'm going to press one wrong button and I lose something or I post it and there's a typo like, so later does that. So it has very minimal function for the free version. Um, mm -hmm. Everything is like upgrade for this, upgrade for this, upgrade for this, but I'm going to try to use the free version for and only use it to type my Instagram post on a desktop. So, and, and you can put it into a calendar. So it gives you a grid of a calendar. You can look at it on a week, on a month, and then you literally, you upload your content. You can upload as many pictures as you want. And then you drag the picture over to a day and a time, which is kind of fun. Like the, um, the look of it is really cool. So you pull it over to the date or the time and, and the time, and then you can just start typing. And yes, you can, you can save your hashtags and all that stuff. Um, and, and because I find, again, this gets back to, it's a huge time sucker for me. Like, I don't want to sit down and spend 30 minutes on an Instagram post to an hour, you know, um, but I, but I want to, I want to connect with my audience. So I want to do it and I just want to do it in a faster manner. And I'm hoping that this website helps me. I am a big fan and, and big supporter of scheduling applications. It was a lifesaver to me when I worked in the marketing firm, because I would, even be doing marketing for four or five different insurance agencies and setting up their social media posts for them. Mm -hmm. um, if I didn't have scheduling apps, I'd be manually doing it. It would take me forever. So I used to- So schedule, which scheduling app do you use? So we use, so we had HubSpot, which was, it's a whole CRM tool. It's a whole, um, it's a tool that had email. It had our contact list. It had social media and all that stuff. You could use Hootsuite. I haven't used one yet. But now with adding YouTube in, I think I might start using yeah. it for Instagram. So I'm going to take a look at later and see what it's all about. Um, 
Yep, yeah, that's, um, and so I think the problem is just a lot of them get expensive. Uh, Loomly yes. is yeah. another one. That one was really expensive, L-O-O-M-L-Y. Um, and as you know, last week I, I downloaded the ClickUp, which mm -hmm. upon just review, it's, I feel like it's a little big for me. I think it's designed for companies when you have, multi, like if I had somebody who was doing my YouTube um, editing and someone else who was creating my Instagram like post, a workflow. Like, Yes. And in that, and you can assign different tasks to different people on your team. And I am a one man show. Yeah. So um, that's kind of like HubSpot. HubSpot, they have a free version as well. So HubSpot's a local, is local to us, Lori. HubSpot's in Boston. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. And they're local and they have um, a free version. So I used to go to their um, conference once a year. They used to have it's week long and yeah. would have people from all over the world come and celebrities would come and Michelle Obama came and it was like, you know, they, cool. it, it was so fun and you learn so much and there are different tools there. And that's how I learned about a lot of different tools, but I'm, anyone can go to these events, the HubSpot events, if you're local mm -hmm. to us. Um, it is, it can get a little pricey because you're paying for an all day, um, learning experience you are learning a lot in these i mean i would leave and be exhausted i would start at 7 a.m and leave at 6 7 p.m and it was just you just learn i feel so like much. that is exactly what i need right now oh, i would so love good. i will go with like you a, next year it is, i would love to do a weekend workshop and just like leave there with all of my ducks in order because i'm struggling with it right now i would it's love so that fun. yeah let, let's plan let's see when the next one is because obviously it's not happening this year it's usually yeah, 2023 yeah. Yeah. Not for a while. Um, but it's fun. It's right. It's right off of, um, it's in the convention center there, right off of a uh, South yeah. station right down there. And you can stay in the hotel that's connected to it. What is that? Is that the Biltmore? I don't even know what that is. It's connected to it. I don't I'm know. sorry. What did you say? Angela just walked in. The convention center in Boston, the hotel that's connected to it. Um, I believe mm. it is a Western. Eh, doesn't matter, right? No, there's a hotel. There was a hotel connected to it, so yep. there's ease of access and all that too. So, like, I I used to take the train in, and that's how I learned a lot of the social media stuff. Anyway, totally interesting. Interesting. <laughs> okay, so Pinterest. So yes. moving on to Pinterest. Yes. Pinterest is a female-dominated platform. No surprise there. Yes. <laughs> Focus is mostly on beauty, hair, and decorating. Use for inspiration. When posted on Instagram, you want to have high quality and aesthetically pleasing images to engage more users. Biggest source to get users to your website is Pinterest. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. So you hmm. can share your Instagram posts to Pinterest. There's an oh, option. I like that. Yeah. So if you go into your Instagram, let me do it right now so I can walk everyone through it. If you I'm go to your it. feed, click mm -hmm. on one of your pictures that you have. You'll, um, on the top right-hand corner, you see the three dots. Yeah. Click on the three dots and the pop-up will come up. You'll see share two. You're going to mm -hmm. click on share two. Now, this is on an iPhone. It might look different on an Android. I'm not sure. You're going to um, yeah. swipe over to Pinterest. If it doesn't mm -hmm. come up, you might have to click more. And then, more, yes. And then Pinterest will come up. You pick the image that you want to come up on Pinterest. So I'm going to click the photo. I'm going to hit oh, next. Cool. And then if you already have a board that you want it to go to, you can put it to that board or um, you can create a new board right in here and then you're good to go. That's actually really nice. I like that feature because like what you just said, sometimes you're, I feel like Instagram posts take some time. So that is something that would be worthy of Pinterest. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because it, you do take time and energy to come up with 
your post on Instagram. So that would be a nice thing to push to Pinterest. Yeah. And you can do the same. So we do the same thing. I do the same thing with the, um, on the anchor app for a podcast, they have a share feature. I just hit share to hit Pinterest and it goes right there. So you can do it on most platforms. I believe have this option. I just know mm -hmm. that Instagram has it. Um, I'm sure Facebook has it. Um, that's yeah. really interesting. That's fun. Yeah, that was great. Okay. And lastly is Twitter. Go ahead, Daniela. So Twitter is the perfect platform for quotes or sound bites. Uh, requires posts multiple times a day to keep your audience engaged. Uh, hashtag dominant. And it's a great way to keep an audience up to date in real time on what is going on with your brand. I don't use Twitter. I can see how this is all very helpful. I feel like it's it takes a lot of time and effort for me to sit there and just send tweets all day long. So I will- Well, I, I feel like, yeah, I, I, I think, I think- for me with Twitter, it's, I don't think that it would be really time consuming if you could just send out one little, you know, I'm at the bins or great day of shot, you know, like I wouldn't do that. But, um, but yes, I, I just don't know how relevant Twitter is for resellers per se. Right. Like for celebrities and politics and news, I feel like it's relevant, but reselling, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, let us know. Let us know if you use Twitter in your business and how it works for you. I would be curious. Okay, so I'm laughing because as I'm going through our notes for today, I noticed there's no take it or leave it section. No, not intentional. <laughs> I just we had I a lot just, to cover this week. Yeah, it was just a lot of content. And I was like, well, do we want to take it or leave it? Meh. And I'm saying that because if anybody listened to Leslie last week, she admitted to us during the podcast that when we do like it or leave it is when she usually clicks off our podcast, when she stops listening. Yeah. Like that's the end of the podcast for Leslie. And I said, we appreciate your honesty, Leslie. Yeah. And then, and then today we, we had a friend message us. That yeah. was, Jen was so funny today. Yeah, she was. She basically was saying that she stayed until the end. And we said, well, it's a controversial topic. So controversial topic, take it or leave it. Thank All you. All right. So Thank today you. we are leaving it, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but we hope you found this episode informative and that it has given you a better insight as to what platforms might work best for you and your business. Lori and I created this helpful social media tool because Lori did contribute. She may say I created it, but she contributed it. Very um, little. <laughs> and uh, so we want to feature it to you guys. And it's a calendar for you to plan out your social media content. It has some quick tips on it about posting times on each platform, um, number of posts to increase your visibility on a platform, what size the images should be that you're creating. We left some pages on there for notes. And then I also added in some just social media quotes for you within the calendar itself. Daniela, that was my favorite part. I thought oh. it was so cool. So on the, at the top of every month, Daniela has like a, a famous person quote about social media and it's just very insightful and thought provoking. And I really thought that that was the highlight of the calendar. I loved that part. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So to download our social media template, head on over to our Instagram page at Thrifters Villa and click the link in our bio, fill out the form and a social media calendar will be sent your way. This is exciting. Yes, I know. It's our first official free download that we're going to do. So this mm -hmm. template is on Canva. So you'll be able to modify it and download it as a document um, as a PDF to print or just to keep electronic copy for yourself. So you'll have that option. Uh, and just to be clear, um, this will come out. So if you subscribe, you will get an email. So some people have already started subscribing. They'll get it Monday morning. But as you subscribe throughout the day, when you're listening to this, an email will come to you with the calendar. 
Yeah. So, and don't forget to post a picture of you using our calendar and be sure to tag us in it. We would love to see you work, what you're working on and we'll share that. Yes. Yes. So until next time, friends. Bye, Bye everyone. Thank you. Let's get to Zoom here. And...